My hat's off it, to you, Derek. It might be I, where I go. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. You're just still on the journey and kind yeah. of figuring out what feels right for you. And that's the best part is that, you know, it's hard when you're the chief cook and bottle washer, you know, you're doing all the things. You're the finance, the marketer, the hirer, the clinician, you're doing all the things. But at some point it starts to get easier and you start to get that elbow grease, gets those systems kind of worked out in your business. And before long, I bet you, before long, you're going to have enough of those $400 a month people. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a special guest joining me today. This person has been in my world for now a couple of years, and I have become very fond of him and have really loved watching his journey as he has moved from the Western model of medicine into more of a functional medicine place. And so without giving it away, I want to introduce you to my friend, Derek Dean, and I'm going to let you listen into our conversation that we just had recently about his transition from being in the Western medicine model into functional medicine, what he's learned. I won't give any more away. I'll let you listen. Here's my conversation with Derek Dean. Well, hey, Derek, welcome to the podcast. I'm super glad that you're here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, Rhonda. Thanks so much for asking me. I'm, I'm very excited to talk with you today. Yeah. For those of you listening, we were just, you know, kind of off camera, off audio, just chatting about, you know, the things that happen in life that <laughs> are a bit surprising and you don't realize when something's going to happen and it kind of changes the trajectory of what you had planned for your life. And all of a sudden you go, oh, I'm kind of in this new season, new life. But for you, Derek, your kind of new season, new life happened when you were in your career slash former career slash career you want to get out of, and you yeah. decided to transition into functional medicine. So what I want to do is I want to hear your story. So tell us where you kind of came from and let's just chat a little bit about your journey as a wellness practitioner. Yeah, totally. So I am a pharmacist by trade. That is why I'm, I'm so a sorry. I know, right? <laughs> you get to see all the bad and ugly, but you know, my hell at the time, I guess, taking it back to 2000. 11 or 12, I had always felt not well, had a lot of digestive issues and stuff. And, you know, we're taught in pharmacy school that the meds take care of everything. They fix things. So I got out kind of believing that. Now I think in yeah. practice for a while, but really my own health, I saw that that wasn't true. I didn't feel that way. And so I just randomly, I don't even remember what triggered it, but I started making changes just to my diet. And I saw how much it impacted how I felt, could come off medicines. And it was just like little small baby steps along the way. And, you know, I ended up a little bit down the road, you know, losing 50 pounds and felt nice. so better. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that kind of started things. And really, you know, then I started seeing it in my patients coming in like, man, these medicines are working. And I see more diabetic patients than anything. And I'm like, these are not working. And so really it was just a journey 
that have been on still going on of just discovery and getting more into studying like the why I started trying to find like if diet affects this, why is this high? Why is this doing this? Why is this medicine not working or why is their body responding this way and trying to get to the bottom of it. So that is the, you know, initial start of everything that had happened and just kind of try to grow my knowledge and get more experience so that I could help and impact more people. So what was your big aha? You said you worked a lot with diabetic patients. So in the pharmacy, then you've got people that are type two diabetics, insulin resistance. They're probably doing metformin and all the things, right? Insulin, all the things. (laughs) What was the thing that you were seeing that made you start to question the why? Is it just like the medication, they just continue to get sicker. The medication was going up. They were having other comorbidities. Like what was it that really made you go, yeah, something's not right about this. Yeah, I think it was everything. I mean, you'd see people slowly progress and get worse. And just using diabetes is one of many examples. But they were like, oh, you know, my numbers have been so good. The medicine is keeping my numbers in range. And, you know, that was like 120. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. But then they would. They'd add on medicine. It'd go from metformin to metformin and glipizide. And then do that for a while. Then it'd go to metformin to we need to add on insulin. And to and constantly be like, well, if they're in range and they should be getting better, but they're getting worse or they yeah. just lost their eyesight. Oh, they're about to start dialysis. One of my patients had his leg taken off. And before oh. he was a great spirit, like, I mean, awesome man, loved, enjoyed talking. He was from the islands in the Caribbean. So had, you know, the accent, the upbeat personality yeah. after he lost his leg because of diabetes. He was not the same person. He lost his vigor. He lost his life. And, you know, that bounced to him so much. And, you know, that is one of many stories, but I think it was just everything. And then the more that I saw that I implemented into my life and that I felt better and I, you know, felt more complete and less hindered by my health, it just started making me question everything. So where did you go first? What was your first point other than the changes that you made in your own health? But you said you started to dig. You started to look and learn. Where did you go to get that Um, information? First, where does everybody go? Google. Google, Of course. (laughs) Google. But at that time, you know, Dr. Axe was a huge one that was starting to come up and have a lot of information. So him, he'd had some classes and I take some and learn and think about it. Kind of think where else I went. I think there was a uh, YouTube. You have like a chiropractor, Dr. Berg on there, yeah. and had, you know, millions of videos across the board. And yep. so it's just like, well, what's this? What's about this? And I just kind of started doing that and reading, I'd, you know, read a little bit on different disease states. And then around, I want to say it was 2017. So it took me a little while to get there. You know, I never really heard of functional medicine at the time. I wish I did. I had more free time back then to do things, but I came across a functional medicine university because I was just looking for where can I just intake more information to really grow and be taught and not question, is this information accurate or not? And so I found that it was online. It allowed me to do it anytime that I wanted. It was kind of on demand. And so I enrolled and took that. And that's where I got my first kind of, you know, certification at least, or my foundation in what is functional medicine, how you look at things. And what was your big aha? I mean, there's probably a lot of ahas. And FMU, by the way, for those of you, I think everybody knows what FMU is, but it's a great program for providing that, you know, as you said, like that foundational aspect, it gives you like the clinical underpinnings, I should say. I don't think that it gives you much of the street knowledge to like put it into practice, but it Um, gives you the clinical underpinnings so that you've at least got the 
basic knowledge. But as coming into that, then you were still, you know, a bit of a noob, right? So you come in there, what were the moments in there where you went, oh, no way. Like, what (laughs) were those moments? I guess, I don't know if it's a simple fact, but I guess it was a realization that I started believing that everything that I had been taught, I now felt was wrong. That would be a significant earth shift. And that, that I actually felt as a pharmacist in a pharmacy in that setting that I could not make the impact that I really wanted to. It's not yeah. set up for it. Time-wise, yeah. it's not set up for it. They didn't set up for it as far as seeing, you don't see patients, you crank out medications. That's what you do. And you answer some questions here and there. And so I think a shift in my paradigm of what I actually believe. You know, mm-hmm. I always say, I tell my wife, I'm like, yeah, if I had to do over again, I'd ever heard about it. I think I'd have went to naturopath school, at least, yeah. I'd, yeah. you know, had that more, but I'd never heard of it before, you know, and so it wasn't a thing and it is what it is now. So I guess it changed my thinking that much is like, I would have done something completely differently. Yeah. So now you finished FM. Did you just like right out of the gate to start working with people? Did you stay yeah. in pharmacy? What happened then? Yeah. Stayed in pharmacy. The direction and path of what to take and how to do that was very obscure to me. You know, FMU taught by chiropractors and you hear about chiropractors doing it and they're set up in that visit model. They can talk with patients while they're adjusting them. And so I kind of feel like, oh yeah, of course you got it easy. You can can do that. So no, I am still half of my time in pharmacy right now, still paying bills. So that was what I think I might've finished at the beginning of 2018, my Mm -hmm. certification. And I'm still working in pharmacy half of my time. And so the functional medicine is just kind of part of the time where I'm seeing patients. So your part-time pharmacy, yeah. that's got to be grueling for your soul. It right now is. Right now I'm waking up on a lot of my mornings at 4.30 just to do some of the patient casework or if I'm reading labs. I do a lot of labs. We can talk about that in a little bit. And yeah, it is because I'm still like working every other day at the pharmacy. And I fit in between that a couple of days a week to see patients and, you know, I get questions from people in there and I am the secretary, I am the accountant, I am am the everything. And, you know, I'm realizing, okay, eventually I'm not going to be to do everything because it's taxing. And I'm right now trying to set up things that are more sustainable because I don't feel they're very sustainable right now, at least if I want to grow, expand and make it to where this can be something that does support me, you know, and pay all the bills. And so, I think going back to what you said before is, you know, what did I do? I just tried to help people as much as I could in the environment that I was in. So in the pharmacy, if they had a problem, I try to show them to, you know, maybe it was an essential oil, maybe it was a mineral or nutrient, or maybe it was an herb and really kind of just do as little things that I can or talk to them about diet. Yeah. Um, Earth shattering right there. Just like big aha. Yeah. Like, Hey, you want to get your blood sugar down don't eat carbohydrate what yeah yeah don't eat any of them any you mean i can't go to waffle house anymore what's that what are you talking about (laughs) just drop the bread and the coat and tell me how you're doing i bet you get off some stuff and so yeah yeah Um, Yeah. so right now your functional medicine practice is kind of like your side hustle then so you're using pharmacy to pay the bills and you're working on building your functional medicine practice. So what's been your biggest success there? And where are you struggling? Let's see if I can like help you or we can figure yeah. out a way to move you from an unstuck to a going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, and a big shout out to you. Obviously, I actually got introduced to you in Functional Medicine University. You were a guest yeah. speaker. 
and had some say, you know, speaking things there and then doing the clinical business academy really helped set in some things because, you know, I'm very type A person. I like things being perfect. Everything has its place and that hurts me in many ways. But I think just getting some of the ideas of where to begin, some of the tools, the process, how to take patients, how to do payments and put in notes and all that, all those questions that in my original, I guess, degree, I don't do, I don't do any of that stuff. Having right. to really learn and see what it's like on the patient model. What's it like on appointments? Like, oh, an hour is actually not an hour. So what I charge <laughs> can't be what I think is an hour. I have to charge for those Preach it. other hours that I'm spending doing things and I'm preparing or I'm up yeah. looking at their labs that they upload it to me before I even meet them so I can make a recommendation based on that. And so I'm learning. And, and that's the important part. I think I just opened you know, website, everything like, Hey, I'm open for business January one of this year. And so just 10 months in the first couple months were slow, but it's picked up. It's been an up and down. A lot of people are finding me on just Google, just searching for functional medicine. And I actually went and put my base prices on there because I didn't at first, but on our, I offer a 15 minute free kind of complimentary discovery call. Yeah. Good. Just to see, Hey, do I want to work with you? And yeah. which I'm saying no to a lot more people because I'm finding people that I don't want to work with. I um, love that. I'm so proud I of mean, you. I feel like a just, little mother hen I'm, over here going, yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm no longer taking anybody's money. I mean, I need to, but there's some that's just so exhausting or it's outside of my realm. And I'm just like, I, I can, I'll refer to you. Yeah. But I was having these discovery calls and I was talking to people and they'd always at the end ask price. And that'd take me 10 or 12 minutes just talking about price. I said, forget it. I'm just putting my base prices on the website. There and you go. Because if they find me, they'll see it, they'll know. And that'll at least save me time from having to answer it. Good for you. <laughs> I'll refer them back. So little things like that, you might have more directed questions, but I mean, just little fine tuning along the way and reevaluating what I'm doing, how my setup is. Do I want to take these, you know, this client or do I not? And really what I like working with. So for you, Derek, what does an ideal patient client look like for you? Who is that person for Derek? Yeah, I'd say definitely from probably age 25 to 50. It can be male or female. No offense to anybody. Males tend to be easier with me. They just have a lot of <laughs> questions. But females are more proactive in their health than males. So yeah. I would be out of business if I was waiting on males to line up the scene. There it is. There it is. 80% um, women, 20% yeah. men across but the board. Yeah, I do pretty much everything online. I try to automate as much as I can. I am in the process of automating so much more right now. But automate as far as forms, as far as Good. sign up appointments, their links. Like I don't have any paper for them. I don't really, my office is just a room space and I'm only there if I'm going to see them face to face, everything right. else I do outside of there. And that helps a lot. So older people, they want to fill out paper. They don't, if they don't jive well online. So I've told a couple of people, I think you need to go to an office. I'm not going to print out papers and mail them good, to you. Good just, for you. Okay. It takes it. so much of my time. And if I'm, yep. you know, what I'm charging and what I feel I'm worse for that time, I'll spend 30 minutes on a rabbit trail trying to help them out, but it's a very disadvantage to me. And then I've realized like that's cutting into my family time. Like we have a just over a two-year-old and 
he wants me with him 24 seven. And so a lot of stuff I do at home, like I have a clock out moment that if I'm not off, I'm getting texts and calls. Like, are you done? Are you off that call? Are you finishing yeah. up? So I don't have, I just can't do it. And so if somebody is super, super needy. I'm probably, you know, not your guy, but I just added on, I haven't gone full blast on like a program, but if somebody wants to message me more, has more questions, they might need a little 20 minute call in between appointments in month. I just yeah. up to kind of a baseline concierge price per month of, I just tell people it's right now and it might go up if it seems like not enough, but it's 400 a month. And that includes appointment. That includes if you need messaging and that's just kind of a baseline. So perfect. And I love that model because it attracts the people that you already know in your discovery call that are good fit for you. So they're already a good fit. Now you've leveraged that and now you have recurring revenue that you can count on every month. So yeah. Derek, if you had 10 of those people at $400 a month, how would that change your life? That doesn't include the revenue from the supplements. That's right. just the fee for service revenue. How would that change your life? It would be huge. It would huge. possibly allow me to take a step back even more from the pharmacy and give a little breathing room, you know? Yep. And sometimes I love that you said that you are leaving it open, that it may end up going up. But I will tell you this, that the 80-20 rule always applies here. Whenever we offer something extra to a patient, like VIP scheduling or access to me with more questions, you know, I one other appointment every month for 20 minutes is just a quick follow-up. Whatever that is, you will find that 20% of the people will be the people that'll be like, what do I eat? Is this oatmeal okay? Or is this oatmeal okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, could you check this label, compare it to this label? I'm going to send you five labels. Could you look at all five? There's very few people that will abuse the system. The majority of the people won't even use the service. So it's such a great way to leverage your time, make a little bit more money. Yeah. I love that you did that. Like, yeah. Well, job. I had one, one patient that has made me and really I feel like I'm making pretty good for appointment but guess what it ain't worth this like I need a new <laughs> consultation price every there single month because there it is it ain't worth it yeah I, what are you gonna do right what's your uh, solution I'm still debating on that but <laughs> I think if it keeps to continue I'm gonna have to roll her into it and be like hey for this service I am, you know, so I can be fair to everybody and make sure I'm offering the best service to each and every individual, you know, to get this. If you have other questions and things outside of just an appointment, I'm going to have to roll you into this. And yeah, just because it is, it, it affects yeah. my ability to take care of other clients. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think people don't realize it. Often when you start setting those boundaries, this goes for everyone. When you start setting those really healthy boundaries that say, you know, listen, if this question is going to require more than two or three sentences for me to answer, in other words, I can give you a really concise, quick answer. I'm happy to do that. But if it's more than that, then we need to schedule another appointment. And you would be shocked at how many times all of a sudden those There's questions go <laughs> away, right? They quit yeah. asking because you open the door and they can just keep asking and asking and asking. Yep. So they do. So setting that boundary before you have to terminate the patient. I always say set the boundary first 
And if the patient can't respect your boundary, then you know for sure that they're not a good fit. I'm now doing that. That's one of the other adjustments that I've made. And I didn't know. It's like you live, you learn. I've set some things up. I'm like, "Uh, I hate how I've set this up. And so tell me, what are some of the things other than that? Are there other things that you've done that you're like, oh, no bueno, this is not working? Yeah. One of the main ones is that I was like, oh, like this price to the appointment, you know, if you need questions, ask it you know, send me your questions after, be glad. It was like open access for everybody. So I was already kind of doing it and not everybody does. Like some people might have a few questions, but there's a couple people that is just, they're wearing me down for everybody else. And I'm just (laughs) like, all right, I just got this at two. I'll respond to it tomorrow. I just will space way out the time. There you go. It's just, man, that I think is the biggest thing. And then seeing how much like one-on-one with patients, I'm looking at going to more of a group model and even specifying down more and maybe in more like the blood sugar dysregulation, you yeah. know, with diabetes, pre-diabetes realm, offering that to where it's more of a group coach thing. And I can set up a group for them to conversate and talk. So that's a process I am beginning to build now. And I'm kind of, you know, gleaning for you on that, how you set up the things you offer to your clients and really seeing the value that it offers me that I can dive on and watch something, get some information that I need and be like, okay, I got what I need to go for this. And I'm like, people yeah. need that too. And a lot of people, they need more accountability sometimes than just, you know, one visit a month. And I'm like, all right, you make that because I am everybody. I don't have a front person from the go to. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll see you back in five weeks. And I have everybody pay ahead of time. Like when they Good. book an appointment, they're paying for it or Good. we're not having an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> but I might not see them back seven, eight weeks. I'm like, what happened? Oh, I still feel the same. Well, I mean, this was a building like protocol. Like That's we're right. building the things. It's not, I didn't mean for you to be on those three, four supplements the rest of your life. Like <laughs> exactly. this, this, this isn't like a, this is all you need and we'll be good. Like your yeah. hormones are out of whack, girl. Like, what are you thinking? And so seeing that, that maybe for a lot of people, the one-on-one, it might be great for some that are more do-it-yourself, but a lot of people I think need more of a group, more of accountability, more follow-ups, like, uh, you know, a weekly kind of coaching yeah. session where if I'm not pressed on one-on-ones, I can serve more people with the same condition in a group. So that's kind and of a- know, There's two things I want to say about that. One is that when you offer a group program, it allows you to charge more for the one-on-one. So yeah. it allows you to raise that and increase that revenue, making that that relation. Yeah, right. That's a big thumbs up. <laughs> that allows you to charge a little bit more of a kind of a premium price. Think about like a coach, right? You know, you're the health coach. If you want my one-on-one time, it's this much. But if we're going to be in a group setting, which is not a bad thing, and sometimes it's more affordable, right? It's more affordable for the patient. But the other benefit, I think, is that the patients build relationships with people that are like them. Yeah. And so when, you know, I had blood sugar issue, I would say, you know, man, I just can't kick this whole bread thing. Like I love bread and I can't kick the bread thing. And the next, you know, lady over here goes, oh, well, I found this great bread. That's this, that, and the other thing. And I find that I don't want as much of it. It's more satisfying. You didn't have to do a thing. Right. I didn't have, uh, yeah. They're doing, they're taking care of each other. You just become their leader, right? You just are the fearless leader. They start to network and provide information back and forth. And I think that's another benefit of doing group. And you can do it either in person or virtual. And your patients are virtual, obviously. So yeah, I say all the more power to you there. Like pick the thing, 
solve that problem. So like it's type two diabetes, or if it's insulin resistance, or it's, you know, the metformin support club or something right. like that, right? <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I think that's awesome. Uh, Good of course, you. my type A personality, I have to have a perfect name so that I'm sure will take me months to come up with. Who knows? Well, there's this thing <laughs> called chat GPT that might be really helpful for you. So you could always kind of fuss around with chat GPT. I was disappointed in its answers. I was like, oh. really? But I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. We're going to go with it. Soon. Keep going. Keep going. Sometimes I always say bad input, bad output. Yeah. So if you're not happy with what you're getting from ChatGPT, yeah. you may just need to change your input and give a little bit more context. Pretend you are a blink and pretend these are the people that you serve. And imagine that if you were going to offer X, what would you call it? Because it's solving this particular, you know, Z problem. Yeah. So yeah. you may just have to change your input. Yeah. But I just have to say, like, I'm just incredibly proud of you. And when you and I first started you know, chatting and talking, you were like a deer in the headlights and, you <laughs> yeah. know, just literally, I don't know what to do. And your A-type personality definitely got in your way a bit yeah. in the beginning, yeah. but you've just done such a great job. And I love that you're okay with the learning journey, because this is what this whole thing is building a practice, whether you're just starting out or whether you have an existing practice, and then you're maybe going to start to include virtual appointments or however you're going to modify and tweak it, we have to adapt. We have to always be adapting. And I just really want to tell you, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. I'm really excited about your monthly recurring $400. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so I'm now all the, down. the phone call includes that. Now, if you want, you know, this, now here's this, but if you'd like more communication then here, I have this for you. So then it's a seven fifty a month. And yeah. you'll get, or whatever, you know, sometimes people just want that. And I have one practitioner that I'm coaching right now and she offers a bigger package. And what she does is she says, you know, the first call and an initial set of blood tests. And there's one other thing that she does and it's for like $1,500 and she's getting people that pay for it because there's value there. You're going to order a blood test. I'm going to start you out with your first protocol and that's all included in that $1,500 fee. Yeah. And she has people lining up to do it. That's because awesome. she's doing a comprehensive evaluation and then she puts them into a membership type thing like what you have. So there's just another idea. I'm working on that as well because I do yeah. order a lot of blood tests, which I should, you know, being on here, I should try to, you know, give a little shout out to your any clinicians looking, needing blood lab. Blood labs. Yeah. That, that your course is coming up and to yep. sign up for it. I've done it. It's awesome. And I've done several over the years and I order a lot of blood tests. And so I am looking at adding that in because a lot of labs, honestly, right now, labs are kind of keeping me afloat because yep. somebody might not want exactly the initial appointment, everything to know they might not be ready, but they want maybe a full blood lab because they can't get one from their doctor or exactly. they want a stool panel because their doctor won't run it, doesn't know how to read it. And so yeah. I'm getting a lot of good finds out of that. And a lot of people on my email list, which realized is really important. It's super important. You know, even just sending those emails that just say, hey, listen, when was the last time you had your lab work looked at? Like you may want to think about getting updated lab work that's comprehensive, not just the minimal markers that your doctor's ordering. Like you start pointing that stuff out because the patients don't know. They don't know that the only markers that their doctor can order are the ones that the insurance will pay for. Yep. And which is zip. Yep. Very, very little. So yep. 
It's another great, I just had somebody in a Facebook group. She said, you literally could build an entire practice just doing functional blood chemistry. You could build a whole practice just on that. And then dealing with what you find on blood chemistry, and that could be your specialty. So anyway, my hat's off to you, Derek. It might be where I go. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, you never know. You're just still on the journey and kind of figuring out what feels right for you. And that's the best part is that, you know, it's hard when you're the chief cook and bottle washer, you know, you're doing all the things. You're the finance, the marketer, the hirer, the clinician, you're doing all the things. But at some point it starts to get easier and you start to get that elbow grease, gets those systems kind of worked out in your business. And before long, I bet you before long, you're going to have enough of those $400 a month people that you're going to be able to maybe hire a virtual assistant for five hours a week to be able to take some of that work off of your plate. And I would be so excited for you. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Yes. Well, Derek. Thank you so much. If someone wanted to just check out your beautiful website, by the way. Yes. You no, know I love it. <laughs> Tell our listeners where they can find you. It's at thrivefunctionalmed.com. And uh, I can't take any credit. My wife did it. She asked my type A personality to step aside oh because God. I would just slow down the process. <laughs> and she did an amazing job. So, but yeah, thrivefunctionalmed.com. Thrivefunctionalmed.com. And then are you on social at all? Yes, mainly Instagram under Dr. Derek Dean. Derek is D-E-R-E-K. And then I think my Facebook page that connect is just Thrive Functional Medicine right now. Okay, so Dr. Derek Dean on Instagram. Well, we'll find you, Derek Dean. You search for Derek Dean Functional Medicine and he will pop up. I'm absolutely positive. So Derek, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate so much your honesty. I want to acknowledge your tenacity in just sticking with it and doing the thing as a side hustle. And I have every belief, every belief that you're going to be able to ditch the pharmacy and get your functional medicine practice up and really rip roaring. So I just want you to know, I've watched your journey and you have been inspirational to me and I now to many other people I know. So <laughs> yeah. listen, if you are a Thank clinician you. and you're listening or you're watching, go, you know, jump on Instagram, give Derek some big kudos and a big, you know, high five for doing the hard work. We've all been there. We've all been there. So you're doing a great job. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Well, I hope you were as inspired by my conversation with Derek as I was. He just is a remarkable man who's serving at such a high level of integrity. He's confident in what he knows and confident about how he can impact the people that he works with. He's not afraid to charge for what he is doing. I love that. He added the prices to his website. So if you want to go find him and connect with him, he is in the Birmingham, Alabama area. And as he mentioned, his website is thrivefunctionalmed.com, Dr. Derek Dean. So if you have patients in the Birmingham, Alabama area that are dealing with blood sugar, clearly this is his forte. He's got lots of experience with it and he would be happy to help. And I have to say that since we just closed the registration for the Functional Blood Chemistry Seminar last week, I hope you made it in, but the registration is closed, but he has a great lead magnet on his website. If you go to his website, thrivefunctionalmed.com, scroll about halfway down the page, you'll see a little bar that says, download my free blood markers 
master list. So if you want to get on Derek's email list, go download that free resource. I'm really just incredibly proud of the work that he's done and the impact that he's making on people's lives. So thanks for listening. I look forward to being with you next week on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,